Welcome to the Haringey Education Partnership Brief. It's Saturday, the 30th of September. We're trying something new for the brief so that you'll be more up-to-date with the news and can listen at your leisure over the weekend. I'm Luke Kemper, here to bring you up-to-date with what's happening in education. Here's what you need to know this week. Ofsted's National Director of Education, Chris Russell, will retire at the end of this year. His departure will coincide with that of Amanda Spielman, the current Chief Inspector. As a result, Ofsted is now advertising for a new National Director of Education, with a starting salary of £123,500. In other personnel change news, Dr. Joe Saxton is stepping down from the role of Chief Regulator of Ofqual after about two years. She will take up the role of Chief Executive of the Universities and Colleges Admissions Service, or UCAS. Also, school leader Pepe de Lazio has been confirmed as the next General Secretary of the Askell Union. He will replace Jeff Barton in April 2024. Schools Week reports that the government and a youth charity will spend £5.8 million on four projects to examine whether contested trauma-informed practice actually does keep children safe from violence and could lead to lower exclusions. Trauma-informed practice involves basing interventions on an understanding that exposure to trauma can impact pupils' development. If you want to learn more about trauma-informed practice, listen to our previous podcast about trauma-informed approaches for care-experienced pupils. Eight education unions, including ASCL, NAHT, NEU, and the NGA, have called on the government to invest £4.4 billion annually in school buildings. The call comes after the RAC crisis highlighted the general issue of underfunding for school infrastructure. The letter from the unions also references the DFE's own school buildings survey, which found that schools in England face an estimated £11.4 billion repair bill. This week's Deep Dive, Persistent Absence and Support for Disadvantaged Pupils, a report from the Parliamentary Education Committee. The Parliamentary Education Committee has released a report focused on problems and solutions surrounding school absences. Its report found growing demand for mental health services and special educational needs support, as well as cost-of-living pressures and other issues, have compounded a problem that worsened following the COVID lockdowns, but remains present. Today's brief will deep dive into this report and what it means for schools. The Education Committee launched their inquiry into persistent absence and support for disadvantaged pupils in January 2023. The rate of absence in schools in England has increased significantly since the pandemic. The most recent full-year statistics, covering the 2021-22 academic year, showed an overall absence rate of 7.6%, up from around 4-5% pre-pandemic. Rates of persistently absent students were even higher, around double pre-pandemic levels. In order to remedy this, the committee makes several recommendations. 
First, they recommend the DFE make use of the pupil attendance dashboard mandatory as soon as possible. Already, 80% of schools have been successfully using the dashboard over the last academic year. Second, they urge the government to deliver on its commitment to introduce a register of children not in school to be fully operational for the 2024-25 academic year. Furthermore, the committee recommends that the DFE should implement statutory guidance based on the already existing guidance working together to improve school attendance by September 2024. In the report, the committee addressed the cost of living crisis and its ties to school absence. This particularly came up in the discussion of the use of fines. The report read, We recommend the department should instruct schools and local authorities to explore methods of support for pupils and families before the use of fines or prosecution, ensuring legal intervention is a last resort only. Some of these methods of support were outlined in other recommendations in the report. For example, making an assessment of the eligibility criteria for free school meals and adjusting it if necessary, and requiring local authorities to report on school attendance levels for pupils who have attended a breakfast club or holiday club, which are identified as measures that may improve school attendance. Since poor attendance rates were found to be disproportionately affecting pupils with SEND, the Education Committee urged the DFE to prioritize resources for the inclusion and assessment of SEND pupils in mainstream schools, and recommended that alternative provision should only be used as a time-limited intervention. Their report asked the DFE to take greater care with reporting SEND absence, as many absences are legitimate and unavoidable. In a similar vein, the report acknowledged that more pupils have experienced mental health challenges since the pandemic, and this has had a negative impact on their school attendance. The committee offered a slew of recommendations to address this, but said, at a minimum, the DFE should resource any required funding needed to make sure it reaches its aim of providing senior mental health lead training for every 11-plus educational setting in England by 2025. They also recommended the introduction of a new absence code for mental health, which could eliminate the need for medical evidence in cases of known mental health difficulties and reduce the need for intervention via prosecution. The report's final recommendations deal with specific groups of pupils who may experience difficulties when trying to attend school. Since transport and uniform costs can serve as barriers to attendance, the committee recommended the DFE review its framework for supporting low-income families in meeting the costs of school attendance, as well as raise awareness of the support they offer. Finally, when addressing absences from the Gypsy, Roma, and Traveler communities, the committee recommends to continue to work with stakeholders from the GRT community and using examples of best practice, roll out measures on a national scale to support this pupil cohort. Though it remains to be seen how many of these recommendations will be heeded, the report seems to successfully and succinctly nail down the underlying causes of school absence. With the understanding that these problems can be tackled, and the evidence base behind most of the solutions, it may fall to matters of funding to finally take rates of attendance back to their pre-pandemic levels. Next week, at HEP. 
On Monday, the 2nd of October, at 6 p.m., we have the first session of four of Racial Literacy with Penny Rabiger. This session is for governors only. Tuesday, at 8.30 a.m., join Fran Hargrove in her session on the 90-minute Ofsted phone call. On the same day, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., we have the much-anticipated course, ICT with Mr. P. Then, there are three online sessions on Wednesday the 4th, leading on EAL, a whole school approach, with Catherine Brennan from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m., Breaking the Glass Ceiling of Good with Sonia Gill from 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and an SBM course on the school census with Elizabeth Raya Thomas from 1.30 to 3 p.m. Finally, on Thursday the 5th from 1.30 to 3 p.m., we're hosting Dr. Paula Owens online, where she delivers her session talking to Ofsted about geography, curriculum with progression in mind. As always, get your tickets for these events via the HEP Booking Hub. This week, we've been watching Rethinking the Curriculum, Finding the Balance of a Knowledge-Led Curriculum from Chartered College of Teaching. This webinar series launches an extensive project for the Chartered College, Rethinking Curriculum. The project aims to support and equip teachers and school leaders with the knowledge and skills to identify, plan, and implement curriculum development work in a sustainable, context-specific, and impactful approach. This episode features Claire Seeley, Head of Curriculum and Standards for the Committee of Education, Sport, and Culture, Guernsey. This week, we've been listening to How Video Games Can Level Up the Way You Learn with Chris Alexander on TED Education. Video games naturally tap into the way we learn. They focus our attention and track our progress as we head toward a clear goal. Chris Alexander, a professor of video game design and passionate gamer himself, thinks the same elements should be used in traditional education to cater to individual tastes and engage students across the world, both in person and online. This week, we've been reading Good Manners, Obedience, and Unselfishness, How UK Parenting Priorities Compare with Other Nations, from the Policy Institute at King's College London. The Policy Institute's latest World Values Survey study reveals changing attitudes to parenting mean the UK public now rank among the lowest internationally for the importance they place on obedience in children and among the highest for how much they value unselfishness and good manners. thirtieth of September HEP Education Brief. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, share on social media, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Next week we'll be taking a brief break from the brief. But never fear, we've got a great episode coming your way, featuring the fantastic charity Superkind and the resources and opportunities it can offer your school. This brief has been written and produced by Luke Kemper. Original music by Slow Pony. That's S-L-O Pony. 
We'll see you next time.